All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Small Talk, Big Ideas, the show where we get into the minds of the most ingenious brands and entrepreneurs in Malaysia. My name is Raj. I'm a digital strategist with Blank Slate. We are a digital marketing and creative consulting agency in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And as usual, we have the cast of the show, the one and only Mr. Brian Lim, director of Core Studios, a full service production house. And we have Mr. Ho Ming Yu, the head honcho, the director of Blank Slate. What up, guys? How are you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How how's the MCO treating you guys so far? I think MCO is pretty much like normal now. Everyone's driving around. There's like traffic yeah. jams. It's bad. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, right? <laughs> it's as so, if a queue has been invented. No? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Anyways, jumping straight into the topic for today's show. Today. For those of you all watching, we are going to be giving you all a sneak peek into what we do in our day-to-day job, which is basically helping brands and companies grow as fast as they can at exponential rates. We're going to talk about competition today. Today, we are going to discuss some of the things that we have done for our own company, for our clients, and other things that we have observed other brands do in order to become more competitive in the market. So to kick things off today, the first question that I'm going to throw out to the both of you. What do you guys think is the first, the most important thing that a brand can do in order to immediately become more competitive? For me, coming from, coming from my role, uh, I feel like every, every brand, every company or product services should have like a proper, legit, solid strategy behind every, everything that you do. Uh, and then most importantly, also a solid operation process. Uh, I, I think I read somewhere this article where they categorize there are four different types of companies. Uh, uh, what are there? Oh, yeah. So there's the visionaries who, are, who, who, who have a differentiated strategy, but fall short on like operation side. And then there's like, the second one will be uh, doers. Doers have effective operations, but are in need of like proper legit strategy. And then the third one will be the hopefuls, which needs both of them. Like doesn't have a solid strategy and operations. And then there are the fourth one, the last, the last one would be the differentiators. The differentiators would have a solid uh, brand strategy and effective operations to carry out a solid campaign or solid business. So yeah, I think both of these are pretty crucial right that's that's a very good point uh, brian because i think on on blank slates end, we've sort of noticed um a lot of companies and organizations that have already dabbled their fingers in social media for example um they indulge in something called random acts of marketing where they are they are trying different leads that people have told them work whether it's TikTok or using instagram or facebook or buying ads they are just trying all these different tactics but they don't have an underlying strategy to push them forward. So I think that's such a great point. You got to know exactly what you are doing and why you are doing it. Uh, yeah. Amazing point. Uh, Mingyu, is there anything so, else you want to add? Sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> the question is, yeah. what is the first thing, the ah. most crucial thing that a business can do in order to immediately become more competitive? Uh, wow, immediately. I think, yeah. I think like I, we, we, I always tell this to, to, to brands, um, 
and their managers is it's it's so important to have um, an understanding of your I mean everyone knows their product right everyone knows their product everyone know, everybody knows their market but sometimes I think when you spend so much time in that position uh, in, in in your market doing things over and over again you tend to lose sight about you tend to lose sight of who you're actually speaking to and I think that's why a lot of uh, there's a lot of waste of budget and marketing um, money spent falling on deaf ears because you have completely lost out uh, the understanding of who you're supposed to be speaking to. And that's why I think if you want to be competitive or, I mean, being competitive is one thing, staying competitive uh, is actually really looking around you and seeing what your competitors are doing that is correct. You know, who, what are they doing that's resonating with the audience? Um, and I think when it comes to just like understanding your product and your audience, it, your audience, I mean, you can be marketing to the same age group of people for the for like 50 years, you know, because your product is supposed to be, you know, baby baby's milk. And technically, you know, the milk is going to be for babies. You're not talking about old, old people, right? Um, but there will always be new ways to market that item because maybe a new generation of people do, are not looking at newspaper ads anymore. And I feel like a lot of brands uh, become less competitive or are not effective and they spend money in a way that's very wasteful because they think that one method fits all. And I don't think that's the case. Right. Yeah. So, so to sort of summarize what you just said, we really need to understand the market well, knowing what the competitors is doing uh, and knowing what is working and what is not working for them and, yeah. and sort of use that to guide your decisions. Mm. Well, that's, that's a really good point. It reminds me of a quote from, so I was reading this book recently, The Art of War by Sun Tzu. People say <laughs> it's, the, it's the businessman's guidebook, right? And th that's a very good point. It reminds me of a saying, if you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. So I think what Get you said- Get out of here, man. Wow, 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 really well, right? <laughs> Coming in with the quotes, huh? <laughs> you, know, you know, so, okay, great points. Strategy and knowing what the competitor is up to. You know, keep your friends close, but keep your enemies close. So of course, in business, I think using the term enemies can be a bit of a very harsh term, but we are all people trying to provide value to the market. It's who can communicate and provide that value better. Now, let's jump into a list of things that a lot of brands and companies have been using in order to remain more competitive. And we're going to try to dissect each of these items and talk about the pros and the cons and the best practices of each of them. Let's start off with social media. Mm. Whichever brand that is not on social media at this point of time in my opinion, have already lost the battle. Mm. Because you are losing out on reaching out to a vast audience. You are losing out uh, an opportunity to convey your message to the people that would be interested in your product. But of course, then again, there is a right way and a not so right way in handling social media accounts for your business. So the first question I want to throw to the board of y'all is, should brands be on social media? Yes or no? Silly question, but let's discuss it. Just for laws, no. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I feel social media is pretty important. Uh, like especially with the whole, even more so with the whole COVID situation right now. Mm. Uh, but I also think that there might be an, uh, an exception because... Um, know how all those uncle auntie business yep. and all their parents are more used to like oh recommendations and word of mouth i feel word of mouth is still the 
one of the more effective ways of marketing, but no doubt social media enhances it. And I mean, it's sort of a word of mouth digitally, right? Social media. Right. Yeah. Just that I think traditional business without social media, no doubt they are losing out, but they, st they will still have business from all the other traditional uh, customers. Right. They're more loyal customers. Yeah. Like yeah. Mm. Mingyu, yeah. what do you think? I, I mean, yeah, I agree with Ryan. Um, definitely, it's, it's you know, people see it because it's so, it's so bankable, right? That term like, oh, you must be on digital platforms. You must be on social media. And if, I mean, to be honest, you don't have to do anything people tell you to do. So you can, yes, I think the answer is no, you don't have to be on social media. Um, but if you don't mark on social media, then what are you going to do? Like, are you going to go door to door? And I think a lot of things that, that um, companies and sometimes, you know, unfortunately, uh, older uh, marketers don't realize and are not willing to admit is that they think that social media is an option. You know, they think that social media is something new and untested. But if you look at uh, the return uh, in terms of like um, your, your impressions and, and how much you're spending per potential customer, right? You, if you look at traditional like tra um, um, radio, newspaper, um, TV, right? each customer you reach is actually exponentially higher than what you're doing and reaching on social media itself. It's way cheaper. It's way more effective. It's way faster, very low barriers um, and margins for entry. Um, and, and the way that uh, I guess messaging and communication is spread on social media has, it's, it's at a, it's at a rate and a pace where it, it doesn't make sense not to be on anymore. Like the, the, the turnover time for something to be conveyed from a brand to a customer is literally uh, a refresh away, which can be seconds with internet, right? And so I, I think it's, it's important, but I think being on social media is one thing. Um, I think it's even more important for a business to, 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 to be 100% clear with what they're doing on social media. Because we've had, we've had a couple of clients come in, a couple of brands, and they're telling us that, oh, I've got social media platforms. And we're like, oh, what, what, what do you guys use? And they tell us they have, you know, your standard, your Trinity, right? You have your Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And they have Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, LinkedIn. And I'm like, what are you doing on Pinterest? <laughs> and who is on Pinterest and Tumblr? You know, they're like stuff like that, right? Just because it's a social media platform doesn't mean it's necessary for your, for your brand. Yeah. Right. So you got to use the channels which allow you to communicate best with your customers, not all the channels. That's what you're trying to say, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Very good point. And so two two interesting things that, that I sort of got from what you just said. Um, number one, in terms of choosing channels, I agree wholeheartedly with you. Instead of spending time and resources on 10 different channels, we should try to figure out which two or three channels are going to give us the best return on investment and focus our time and effort on that. Um, it's something like the Pareto principle, right? The 80-20 principle. 20% 20 of our work is going to give 80% of the results. And I think that's something we do in blank state um, for our clients as well. We try to find what gives them the highest ROI and we utilize that. Um, so if I give you a hypothetical situation, if I was a B2B company, what platforms do you think I should be focusing on? if I want to have a social media presence. And Brian, maybe you can jump in and, and, and let us know um, in terms for marketing for core studios, have there been any specific social media channels that have been uh, showing a higher ROI compared to others? I think for B2B, definitely, okay, I'm not, not too sure about promotion and marketing wise, but definitely a lot of B2B business owners are hanging around like LinkedIn. Mm. 
that's something that you need to have some sort of presence on. Uh, not not to say majority of the presence, majority of the social media marketing, but you gotta have some sort of activity on LinkedIn, if especially if it's a B two B business. Other than that, if your product and services it's mainly catered towards uh, consumers, then go to the usual Facebook, Instagram, where the consumers are. Yeah, and and as for core studios, uh, core studios is a pretty unique case because we have the B2B side and we have the B2C side. Uh, B2C side would be catering towards our, our viewers, uh, creating videos for them uh, on our YouTube channel uh, with, our, with our channel called uh, The Ming Thing Takeaway. Uh, and, and recently we, we came out with this show called The Dudoroma Series. And all these are sort of a B2C marketing effort, uh, brand awareness effort. And then uh, as for the B2B side, it's mainly dealing with clients. So all these things, I wouldn't really recommend a strong platform to like just focus on. I would say you just need to diverse everything because clients who, who engage uh, core studios uh, got to know us from B2C platforms as well, like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. But because we weren't really active on LinkedIn before this, we're starting to, but we weren't active before this, we didn't really get any leads from LinkedIn. But it is still a platform that I think you should consider like being present in. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Ming, what, what do you think? Um, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I definitely agree with Brian with that one because, you know, um, I think when you when you use uh, certain websites like LinkedIn and stuff like that, there is a very, I mean, every time, I like, what, what we do when we uh, consult, I guess, brands and, and people, uh, in, in brands is we always ask them like, you know, when you use a platform, who are you thinking, who is going to be the guy who's scrolling through or hitting something, right? And if I'm going on LinkedIn, I have a very specific purpose. I'm either looking for people or looking for opportunities there. So it's very specific. And so that's why I would craft the, um, the, the, the advertisements or the messaging to be like, you know, centric on that one. But I mean, that, that being said, I think to reach businesses, honestly, is I think sometimes we forget that um, at, at the end of the day, businesses are made out of people and people have lives. And so that's why when you break it down into Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, again, when you go back to like your B2C, right? They are still, uh, there are still people who are scrolling through these uh, social media platforms um, with other intentions, but you are inserting your messaging through their casual scrolling. So for example, if I'm just, you know, watching a tutorial video of uh, maybe how to cook something, right? And, and you are a company that is targeting uh, people to, 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 you're selling a set of knives, all right, or cutlery. And I know that I want to hit people who are active in the kitchen right now. I would make it a point to make sure that all my ads land on a uh, con land on content that is relevant to what they're searching for. So um, that being said, these people maybe are doing their own personal research, but they also may be working for a you know a food company that they potentially may engage us for um, in, in in the future. So I I think that that it, it always works in twofold. One is if you're a B, if if you're hitting B two Bs, never forget that the people in the Bs. RCs as well, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. What, what do you think, Raj? Um, yeah, yeah. No, I agree wholeheartedly with the points that you guys brought forward. Um, it's really important to know who is on the platform, who is on the channel, and who we are targeting. It's really important to understand that. Um, coming back to your first point, Brian, you need to have a strategy. 
tactics are important, but without a strategy to guide them, uh, it's going to be something that we call random acts of marketing. Now, before we jump to the next part, one tip from each of y'all, all right? One tip that you think is the most important that businesses can use in order to be successful on social media. Mm. There's a thousand and one things we can do, but in your opinion, what is the most important thing that people might misunderstand about social media sometimes, which are sabotaging their efforts? For me, I, I really like if the brand is being personal, uh, like personalized and uh, try to craft their message and try to improve, improve the overall brand welcoming experience with the consumers. Let's just say it's, it's not just social media, but rather the whole brand itself. Uh, if their product and service experience, for example, Apple, when you, when you think of Apple, you think of all the good products. And ultimately, if you have a good product, good service, good experience, your social media would just enhance it. And, and putting it as an example, another example would be if you go to a restaurant, you want the you want, you want to be served with good food, good quality food and good experience by the waiters, by the managers. So it's the same thing. Switch it the other way around. Good experience, I guess. Improving the experience. Um, I think my, my advice would be you don't have to do what everyone's doing. Uh, I think a very common misconception with social media is that there is a need to jump on virality on trends, right? And uh, I mean, um, don't get me wrong. I think real-time marketing and uh, viral marketing is very good component but it shouldn't be the only component like you should not as a brand feel the need to uh, do everything that's doing like everyone everyone else is doing right so for example I'll give you a very basic example of uh, maybe in production with core I think um, for a very long time I think everyone remembers that that meme dude Salt Bay right yeah. like the guy who, 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 who was like sprinkling salt in a very fancy way and for two for two I think it came out last year early gen and up to this year in up to this year in February January, there were still customers who have been asking us to write scripts based on that, on that salt bay dude. And we're like, dude, that is it's way past its time. It has no relevance. Just because you think that it was viral doesn't mean it's still viral. Doesn't mean it like it, it's relevant, you know. Um, and and small things like that. that I, I understand that that people in brands and marketers pick up and they're like, oh, I want to cash in on this and bank in on this. But sometimes on the grander scale, it just seems like a cheap trick to try to attract people to make you to make them like what you're selling right and more often times than not it actually it actually diminishes your the, the, the effectiveness of your message and makes it look really just distasteful so yeah. i would say like this don't you like brands really don't have to just jump in on every freaking hype train there is like this, there's no need for that right i think um, to add on i think to that to add on to like mingyu's point or so it's about finding to Finding your own brand voice, like your own brand identity. Finding your own voice, yeah. Yeah, because then again, not every viral trend is going to fit your brand, right? Mm. Um, why, why would uh, a brand who is uh, selling and promoting skincare products want to use Salt Bay as, uh, as an image in their campaign? It doesn't really make much sense. No yeah. matter how you try to incorporate it, what do you want to do? Sprinkle moisturizer on your skin? I don't know. It doesn't make sense, right? Mm. Um, so to, to add on to the question, the one tip, uh, I'm going to give two tips if, if that's all right. Please, nobody summon me. Um, number one, people always talk about valuable content. It's all about creating relatable content that will resonate with your audience, giving them value. What exactly is value, right? When it comes to content on social media, I think it revolves around three things. 
number one, intent, number two, visual, and number three, copy. Every single post that goes up on your social media channel, number one, you need to know what is the purpose? What is the intention of that post? Are you trying to educate your audience? Are you trying to share a promotion? Or are you just making your Instagram channel a sales brochure? Each of them is going to have a different effect on your audience. Uh, number two, your visual. How are you going to communicate that message? And number three, copy the choice of words that you use can really dictate the personality of your brand and your ability to convince your customer that, hey, this product is good for you and we are looking out for you yeah. uh, when you use our product. Um, and, and number two, this is something really important and fundamental. People have ran social media campaigns and they spent a lot of time, money and resources into running their Instagram, their Facebook pages, and they don't see the results that they want because and this is what I've observed, is because people forget that social media has the word social in it. There is a social aspect to it. So if you are posting high quality content, but if you are not engaging with the people around you, you're not talking to other brands, you're not talking to your customers, you're not showing them that you care, you're not sending them a DM or replying to their comments, then you're missing out the social aspect of social media, right? So how are you going to build a trust and a relationship if you don't do that? Um, and I think this is something vital for brands and companies to remember. Mm. Yeah, um, actually, to talk to talk off that point also, I, I was just recently talking to our own social media team, course leaders. All these all we've been like doing our internal branding, social media, like putting up our portfolio, putting up our show reels, what whatever that we've done. Those are all considered as like, I would say, branding, like uh, a a boast in another word, right? But I think social media. When you when you mentioned just now so, social right, it needs to have the element of either informing or educating an audience or even entertaining an audience so that people would just like and share and if they like something, yeah. So I think it's it's pretty apt that you you brought up this point. Excellent, that's great. So for those of y'all who are still tuning in with us, we have some really important pieces of information here, which we think will really help your business. Be sure to write it down, use it, and let us know in the comment section or wherever you're listening this on, let us know whether this has worked for you. All right, now for the second item or the second tactic that people commonly use when it comes to being more competitive in the market. For the second one, I'm gonna be a bit of the devil's advocate. And I want you guys to try to convince me if you think I should be convinced that this is a good tactic for companies to use in order to become more competitive. Video marketing and using videos to let people know more about your brand. Now, whatever I'm saying now is not my thoughts. I'm just playing devil's advocate, all right? I think video marketing is very time consuming. Uh, you need to pay a lot of money for it. And it's a bit difficult for me to see my ROI. I don't know how to see how effective video marketing is going to be for my brand. How would you guys change my mind or try to convince me otherwise? I mean, Cosidus is a video content company. So of course I would promote and recommend. But as me being a, being a consumer, video marketing, it's part of multiple genres of like marketing. It's, a, it's, it's just a, it's one of the tools that we use to, uh, again, inform, educate, or entertain audience while putting in our branding, for example. So 
even if you even if you don't have the budget to do video marketing, honestly, it's just a a, a genre. You can still opt for banner or graphics, something that's more affordable. But of course, people nowadays statistics shows that people are interacting more with video content. So that's something to consider. I agree. I think video marketing is a waste of time. I, I, I honestly agree. If, because because if, if, you, if you come in from that standpoint, there's very little I can do to, to tell you otherwise, right? right. So I'll, I'll probably ask, okay, so if you think it's, it's a waste of time, what do you think is going to work? Right? Sure. And then we'll probably get some answers back and forth. Like, oh, yeah, it's not going to work. So realistically, if you are a service of selling wet paper towels, and you tell me that video marketing is a waste of time, yeah, maybe I agree with you. Because, you know, who's, who's, who's searching videos for wet paper towels, right? Um, but I, I honestly think that there are a million more ways to tell stories, uh, to, to, to talk about what you're selling, why you're selling it, your message, your product, who you are. And I think that maybe video is uh, it's good to have. I think that every company, this is my personal opinion, should have one video. And that video should be your main product and who you are, why you're doing what you're doing. They have that as a video and everything else can be optional because um, if if I have to go to a company's website who who's selling cups, I don't need to watch a video about your cups because there are, I mean, why would I, I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a nice cup. That's great. Good job. I'll see in the pictures. Like that video, use it as a, as a platform to tell something else that is going to be harder to tell in a, I don't know, in, in, in an Instagram caption, you know, something about why you're doing what you're doing. Maybe explain why I should be spending my money with you. I think that's why there is certain areas in which videos really do things that, 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 that can't be done through, you know, your usual pictures and stuff like that. Um, but honestly, I, I don't know, maybe because we hear it quite often, like, oh, oh video is so expensive. Video is so hard to do, you know? Yeah, it is. And we're not asking you to do it. We'll do it for you. <laughs> 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 right. So, so for, I guess, uh, smaller businesses, SMEs, who might not be able to invest a lot of their resources into getting many videos done, what you recommend is getting at least one video done that one. showcases your brand in a very authentic manner. Correct. Right, right, right. Um, okay, cool. So let's talk about uh, using videos. Let's link it back our social media channels, right? In terms of content being posted out. I think we have all agreed that having valuable, relatable content is a great way to go about on social media. Of course, depending on the channels that we're using, where does video fit into that equation? Do you think posting images and uh, posting quotes, you know, like my favorite Sanzu quote just now, is going to be effective? Or do you think there's a place for video there as well? I think every post types have their own audience. Um, my mom's a very heavy video watcher, video consumer. Uh, she just browses videos on Facebook and that's all, that's pretty much most of the time that she spends on her phone. Uh, and there are also people who are seeking out for like deep quotes on Instagram. I think there's no harm trying out different posts as long as you stick to your own brand voice, like your you got to align your own brand voice. That's the most important. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, 
I, I like to look at if you're... So what we do for brands is that when we uh, help with their social media platforms, we come up with a content calendar for the entire month, right? We, 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 we sit down with them. We ask them, what is it that you want to highlight this month? Is there a specific product or offer or service that you want people to take notice of this month? Is there anything that's in conjunction with a major event or date like Father's Day, Mother's Day, Christmas, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then from there, we, we start crafting um, social media assets to fit the calendar, whether it's every day, whether it's once uh, or twice a week, whether it's alternate days, stuff like that. And then we start putting in uh, the formats. So it's messaging, uh, then it's the format, right? So formats, we're looking at still images, moving images, and then full-on videos. And I think that, it, like Brian said, it's good to have a variation of these things because sometimes um, one particular format may hit a different group of people uh, in a different way. And maybe on days that I don't want to see a video, uh, I because I, I don't have the time for it. I scroll past and I just see your product picture. I know what you're selling. If I want it, I'll get it. I got no time to go sit through it, like a two, three minute, five minute video. Um, but I also think that it's good to have variation because sometimes if I'm not in the mood to watch a video today, tomorrow I might be. So if you post up another video tomorrow, I might watch that one and I'll click onto the profile and go back again. So it's it's hard to say and to set it in stone in saying that this one works 100%, this one doesn't work because at the end of the day, you're dealing with humans and humans are very fickle beings, right? Like we are, we are, we, we base our entire day and decisions based on how we feel at that moment. And if at that moment you don't hit anybody, it's not just because, I mean, maybe the way you're doing it is wrong, but sometimes there is just like, there's this thing called human error. And I don't think we take note of that because as humans, we can plan all we want. But if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and that day sucks, um, there's just a high chance that you're not going to be consuming a certain type of content that you would if you were in a better state of mind. So that's something that I feel brands need to be um, understanding of as well. And so a wider net cast will get you more fish. Yeah. yeah oh, like, I, I love that at the end, bro. The nice analogy. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I, I like the clap at the end. That's an accidental. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you were saying? Yeah. Like, uh, on top of that also, I was... Uh, I mean, recently Nike just posted a, a, a Black Lives Matter kind of ad where it's all full-on quotes of the whole video. So I'm not really a quote, quotes person, but I just continue watching it. So I think it works in different ways, even though you, yeah, like me, you right. say, just cast your net. Yeah, and then like like cast your net, but also make sure that no matter what kind of content you're creating, whether it's a graphic or a video or a boomerang or a carousel, it still resonates with your brand personality. You're not mm. trying to be someone you're not, right? Yeah, correct. Um, that's that's yeah. what Nike did. Right, right. Um, so, like Mingyu, you mentioned just now that if a brand has to have one video, it should be that video which conveys what their brand is about in an attempt to communicate with the customer and, and to communicate value, essentially. So let's, let's talk about some of the brands who you guys think have done that really well, who have created this video, which perfectly conveyed who their brand is and what they stand for. Do you guys have any brands that come to mind? So I'll, I'll kick it off. You guys don't mind. Um, there's this company in the States called Dollar Shave Club. Man, I was just going to say that one. You're going to say that? <laughs> So, um, I don't know whether we are, you know, allowed to put in snippets or, or whatnot, but if you guys just Google search Dollar Shave Club, this is how the ad looks like. I don't know if you all can see this, but Dollar Shave Club, they basically created this, it's an infomercial of sorts, right? With a formula to it. 
in such a funny and authentic manner that really showed the quality of their products and who they are as a brand. Um, so you guys should definitely go check that out if you want to know, you know, what kind of videos would sort of work for your brand as that one main hero video. Dollar Shift Club is a good place to start. But do you guys have any other brands in mind that have done something similar? For me, I think maybe a really good, uh, I'll, I'll just take maybe, okay, maybe I'll just, I'll just use Nike. Uh, Nike's really good at making videos, right? Mm-hmm. And and Nike has Nike doesn't just sell shoes. They've got uh they've got a massive amount of like products. They've got, you know, um apparel, they've got uh fashionable wear, they've got their shoes, they've got technology, you know, they have things that uh, that 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 we don't even know they have, right? Um but every time you have stuff that goes on Nike uh, or you see a big viral campaign where all your superstars are inside they are doing different things, you know, that, that they're representing different walks of life. And it's not always about what they're wearing what they're sh- and, and, and the shoes. Of course, they're close-ups, you know, they got to get the nice branding, nice shots, right? But then it leaves you with a sense of, wow, how can I be a part of whatever the heck I just saw? And that's such a powerful way to market. And that's something that, like, I think that people, uh, brands strive to do those brands who understand that there is like uh, we call it brand love the affection for a brand the way that you feel or the way the brand makes you um, respond emotionally mm-hmm. then there's also your product centric one like you know Apple every new iPhone they tell you it's revolutionary it's the best it is I mean if it wasn't they wouldn't be selling it um, but I think like you know going back to what Raj said if you are a company who doesn't have the capital who doesn't have the budget to create new videos every other month and you have maybe one or two products at max instead of fully jumping on just talking about your product, right? Because I'm sure you have assets of that. You have write-ups about what the product has, the ingredients, where it's from, how, why it's so like, locally sourced and stuff, right? Don't talk about that because that's easily available. Talk about why people should buy it. Talk about why you are selling it. What is it in it for you besides profit, right? Um, and I think sometimes that, you know, sometimes people might think, oh, but that doesn't help my that doesn't help the product sales. Yeah, it doesn't. But if you give people a, a, a way to understand you and your brand, that actually holds a lot more value. And that's why a lot of, um, I guess, NGOs and a lot of non-profit, like, uh, non-profit organizations, they, they, have, they, have a lot of, um, they have a lot of emphasis on the message. Um, so I think it's important and it's about time that, that, that brands start doing this because not every single thing has to be about the product that you're selling. People know the product. Coca-Cola doesn't tell you about how much, uh, how much, how much sugar there is in their product because, you know, of course, nobody wants to hear that. Lah. They, tell you about the, they tell you about how it makes you feel, about how you can have a better time with Coca-Cola, stuff like that. So I think it's, it's important to start appealing to people's emotions, not just the the value of um, the product because value is a, I think value is, value is a very perceivable concept. And if you, but, and if brands can get past the fact that, that value isn't just, I'm stuffing all these benefits down your throat for that amount of money. If it can make me feel a certain way, then that's why people have favorite brands, right? Because it's not just about, Oh, I bought it for a very expensive price, a very cheap price. I bought it because I feel something towards the brand. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to also emphasize on like Mingyu's point because I really like his point because uh, in the past, our, our past experiences, lots of marketers, lots of brands think that, oh, if I'm just doing brand love, I'm just creating a, a story but not really showcasing our brand or services or products. 
then my where does my ROI comes from? Like where do I how do I get my ROI? Uh, instead of thinking that way, think of it like what Mingyu said is our brand love, uh, uh, triggering the audience's emotions towards your brand. Uh, like I was just recently inspired by this Netflix series called The Last Dance. Uh, it's it's a documentary about Michael Jordan, uh, Chicago Bulls, and and his journey, obviously. And that actually sparked off like uh, nowadays people are actually jacking up all his Jordan Air Jordans shoes. Yeah. And literally, he just did a documentary, but all his Jordan shoes are. Uh, uh, on the rise. So is there a correlation where, oh, I wanted to make this documentary to hike up the price? No, mm -hmm. but it actually relates to the brand love. So ladies and gentlemen, for those of you still tuning in to Small Talk Big Ideas, we have just dropped some information bombs on how you can use video for your business. Once again, let us know in the comment section if you guys have any questions, if you all learned anything in specific from this conversation, or if you guys have tried any of these tactics that we have shared with you guys. Um, let's put this to a vote again. So can we say for a fact that if your business has the resources going into video marketing as frequently as you can, if it fits your, your overall strategy, would be a good idea. But if you do not have the resources, then it's important to have that one hero video that conveys your brand in a well manner. Can we all agree on that? Yeah. Agreed. Awesome. Excellent. Now to our third and final tactic for today on how to become more competitive. When we are talking about digital, in fact, when we are talking about the hero video that, that we just talked about, <clears throat> one of the few places that we will position this video or we'll place this video is on a website. I know a lot of brands who still do not have websites of their own. Um, of course, if you're something like an e-commerce store, if you're an e-commerce brand, if you don't have a website, then I don't know what to say, you know, <laughs> like a website is necessary for you. Are you even e-commerce, you? you know? <laughs> Are you even e-commerce, right? <laughs> um, but for, for, for companies like us, right? Uh, we are more B2B, we are more agency-based, we're a video production house. Our transactions don't happen online. We are more of sharing information on our website. Now, Core Studios, we have a website. Blank state, we are currently going through a revamp of our website and we're launching the new one soon. Um, but how effective has been having a website uh, been for you guys in terms of, uh, I guess, being more prominent in the market or getting leads? Brian, maybe you want to start? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say you, you should bank on the website to have most of your leads, but it definitely helps because actually we do receive a lot of leads uh, from our website. Uh, we have a contact form there where people just fill in their messages and inquiries. Uh, yeah, we do get a substantial amount of leads from there and then we just follow up from them. And if you're a business without a website, I think it still works if you have a solid social media page like Facebook yes. or Instagram uh, where the transaction and interaction and engagement happens. Uh, for me, I, I would say website is just showcasing what is your company about, like your portfolio, your your brand story. Uh, yeah. Right, Brian, if you don't mind sharing, I don't know whether this is PNC or if you're comfortable to share this, but you know, we're delivering value to our audience. Um, how many percent of your leads for Core Studios would you say comes from your website amongst all your other lead generation methods? Leads, I, I would say is about 40%. 
That's yeah. quite high. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Cool. Um, and Mingyu, you mentioned that um, you agreed with the fact that Brian said that if you have a very strong social media presence, then a website uh, would would not be necessary immediately, right? Yeah. Um, and I think for Blank Slate, we have been operating in that manner for quite some yeah. time. Like the website is something that we are revamping and setting up again. But before this, we have been operating mainly through social media. Yeah. Um, how effective has that strategy been for you? Uh, I, I I agree. I think this one is really by the nature of your business. Not every not every every uh, business requires a website. It's good to have it. So I'll I'll take a very good uh, example. Is for example like uh like people like like Renye and my burger lab inside scoop. You know you know these as F and B brands. Do they need a website? They could, but it's not necessary for them to function. Do they need a social media platform? Yes, they do. Uh, so Facebook and, and Instagram, stuff like that is something that they can uh, communicate with their customers directly to um, convey offers and, and new promotions, new items on their menu. It's very good because people get that notifications and they, they see the new information. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think immediately to go to uh, Burger Lab's website every day. So that's why I, I don't think it's important. Like why, why, what, what is the, what's the customer uh, mind journey, you know, that, that, takes, that, that happens when you think about whether you should be on a website. That being said though, I think it's also important for certain brands to have websites, um, especially when it comes to education and inf information. I think uh, websites and landing pages are, they might be one of the most effective way for customers to deep dive in and get information at their own pace because you know when you do it through uh, pictures and videos it's very condensed and it's limited to maybe that's that frame or that duration of three to five minutes but if i want to find out way more information you know every time you see a video or a caption there's always tnc applied and where is the tnc it's never in the picture it's never in the video tnc is always on the website or it's on some separate document right and i think i, I like to think of websites as 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 tnc um holders right um, for example a, a very good example that we do work with is with mcdonald's where we help out with their content um, what mcdonald's does is they have their of course their, their mcdonald's malaysia website they have their mac delivery website but, um, but above that they have a menu that you can go and see all your all the standard items what's in it the the, the nutritional value ingredients a brief description but above that even more there's also limited time offer microsites so for example recently there was the uh, samurai burger and the shogun burger and what we at blank state do is we help populate that micro website it's only maybe about two or three scrolls down uh, where you have a um, picture of your burger there's a video there and then we break it down into uh, descriptions of the burger and any maybe there's a competition that's going on or something that is relevant to uh, what a customer would be attracted to to try the burger uh, and that's a microsite that people land on to get more, inf more information about the product and having that website is a great uh, it's, it's a great way to feed people additional info uh, if they're interested when you link it to uh, I guess your, plat your, 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 your ads or uh, content on Facebook and Instagram when you swipe up or you click hyperlink and it, it re redirects you so that being said I think there, that, that websites are I like it really just depends on the nature of your business the nature of your product nature of your service um, is it a necessity no, just like videos, I don't think it's a necessity. But if you can invest time and resource into it, you should. Because uh, like Brian said, I mean, it may not apply to everybody. Like leads may not be generated from your website. 
directly because you know sometimes website information may not have a call to action. Maybe they they don't have a they don't have a trackable call to action. We're like you know with with, with us in the contact form, there's a very tangible track because we get uh, uh, information and inquiries from the website. But if I'm just telling you about my wet paper towels and I don't link it there, I just tell you go to Lazada maybe. And maybe that's a call to action. But if it's just TNC and there's nothing for you to do, you probably be like, oh, I understand the TNC now. I'm just going to go back and join the competition. And that competition was on Instagram. You just post a picture. You can't really track that. And so that's not as tangible as you like it to be. Um, so don't don't feel the pressure again. Like, you know, as we said at the start of this, right? You know, just because there's so many platforms doesn't mean you dip your fingers in all of them. It's a bit hard to maintain. Uh, it might come across as just like, what are you guys doing? No direction. So yeah, that's my... Thoughts on the website. Right. Yeah, I think so, it's it's also important for people to differentiate between like website and a sales landing page or microsite. Yeah. Right, Brian. So what what's the difference between the two things that you just mentioned? Landing page and a website? Uh actually me you pretty much something like website it's more informational and sales landing page you can use it for like campaigns or sales offers. Uh where there's a call to action to it where website is just a a story or an informational based site. Right. Um, awesome. Cool. Wow. Very interesting insights and opinions, guys. Um, so in, in terms of a website, I know that a lot of the SMEs that I've talked to before, they have gotten uh, rather good results from having a website. But like what you said, Mingyu, the customer journey is important for the amount of effort that I'm putting in into building a website or hiring someone to build a website, will it get me the ROI that I'm looking for? And I know some people, definitely the nature of their business is it's, it's compulsory for them to get a website, but they do not have the resources, the time, the energy, or the technical talent to be able to do that. So I just want to throw out another tool that you guys can use. It's called Google My Business. I'm going to Google that right now. So Google My Business is essentially a sort of directory that you can use. If you don't want to go to the full scale of building a website, you literally fill in the blanks and your business will still appear on Google search even though you don't have a website. So that's something for those of you all watching the show right now uh, that you all can use. If you all want to build a website or something similar to a website, you still want to rank on Google searches but you do not want to go through that whole process of getting a website set up. Um, awesome guys. So, wow, amazing conversation, chock full of information. I think we are coming up to one hour right now. I think it's about time to wrap it up. Um, before we go, any parting words, any parting insights on the people listening on to the show right now? How can they become more competitive in the marketplace? Uh, Brian, would you like to go first? Mm. I would say the, the stuff that I, we mentioned earlier, it's more on like external. But I would say also think about, also consider the in, internal where building an internal team, people, nowadays people are, have this mis, misconception where, oh, as a brand, as a business, I hire an agency temporarily just to learn how it, how it goes, learn the ropes. And then later on, I can save money by building up my own in-house team to execute and save costs, right? But I personally, I feel it should be the other way around where you build an in-house team to be the leaders in your brand's digital marketing or marketing, but also work together with a, a specialized agency, uh, teams or agency who are experts. Uh, 
and also be the sole decider or not sole, uh, be the main decider in your company on behalf of the brand with the agency. I think that's, that's a better working relationship in terms of like building a great, great marketing strategy for your brand. I think, I think brands need to, so especially smaller brands and maybe brands who have not ventured this side of, this side of the marketing world is that it's, it's so important to, to get on, so on, on, on digital marketing. Like if you're not right, you're really missing out so much. And I think even this whole Corona COVID-19 situation is such a powerful um, example of how brands stand the chance of missing out on business if they are not marketing on um, digital marketing, right? We, we, we can save the conversation for about e-commerce and selling their products through e, like digital, uh, social media platforms, all that for another conversation. But I think the awareness here is that even if you had an e-commerce website or e-commerce business, people need to know about it. And if you don't know about it, if people don't know about it, you will have no customers. And so you could have a multi-million dollar product that that saves the world from like every every other like disease ever. But if nobody knows about it, it's just a product that's sitting in your hands. You need to sell it and people need to know about it. And so that's basically uh, marketing and what it's become on the digital spheres now. Because that's where everyone is. And I think if you miss out on that pool, <sighs> you are... It's called holding the product in your hand, man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Mingyu, Brian, thank you very much uh, for coming on the show today. Small talk, big ideas. We talked about how your brand, your business can remain and become even more competitive in this very crowded landscape. So if you have learned anything interesting, if you have heard some interesting points, please share it with us in the comment section. We are everywhere, Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, and uh, other social media channels. Until next time, small talk, big ideas. My name is Raj. We'll catch you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye.